who are we to choose? Honestly, we are not. We we're not God. We we don't decide that. We don't decide that it's okay to take one life and not another. And that is speciesism. For instance, you saying that you never felt you should kill the babies. A lot of the time, the babies are coming from the mothers.、Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just cows. You are listening to Plant Strength Radio. Each week, remarkable stories of plant-based healing, mindfulness, fitness. Nutrition and activism, as told by those with the expressed desire to affect lasting change in our world. Real people, real experiences. Your host, Bobby Lynch. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to Plant Strength Radio. I'm your host, Bobby Lynch. And on today's show, we have a special guest, all the way from British Columbia, Canada, Miss Anna Rose Queen. She is a musical artist and performer. She plays multiple instruments and is a femme fatale burlesque singer and dancer. She is involved in modeling and cosplaying globally. She's acted on stage as well as in feature short films and commercials. She's a vegan activist and bodybuilder who promotes veganism through imagery, podcast, and fitness on her social media platforms. Anna Rose Green, welcome. Hi. <laughs> It's so awesome to have you on. Yeah, it's really lovely getting to talk with you finally on camera. <laughs> I know it's been—we've been following each other for a while now, but I'm glad you know. And I, I love everything that you're doing for veganism, for bodybuilding, with your with your modeling, acting. It's so awesome. So it's it's really great that we uh you know can finally connect on this platform. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I'm so glad that we we're able to connect and、um, put put your <laughs> sorry <laughs> put your platform on the board as well. Just because of what everything you're doing with your bodybuilding, promoting veganism, it's absolutely extraordinary. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it's and it's all about creating those symbiotic relationships and just you know promoting the positive vibes. How long have you been vegan? Well, I have been vegan for six years, and actually, when I transitioned, I transitioned with my family as well. So I've always like how I grew up was a very natural kind of hippie standard, I guess you could say. But I did grow up on a farm,、uh, and sadly, at the time, we did give away our animals、um, to the slaughterhouse. And but I was quite young. I was growing up, but we didn't know better. My my parents, we didn't have that higher consciousness as we do now, and we really regret it、um, ever since. But I grew up on a farm, born in a bathtub, run around the mud, naked every day, all day. <laughs> and、um, and then、uh, when we moved over to Kelowna after that was in Oktoks, I moved over to Kelowna, and、um, we made a stable living with my dad's business. And then、um, we started watching more documentaries and listening to podcasts, as well as I was looking into some articles around veganism. But I was the vegan hater before.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to shun people who are vegans,、um, like, "Oh, that fucking diet! Oh, it's ridiculous! Oh, it won't last! It's a fad!" Blah blah blah. Not realizing <laughs> what it actually meant. I was in ignorance, and I didn't want to change my beliefs. Um, and then when we started watching more documentaries, we watched What the Health, and、uh, my mom, my dad, and me—we all just instant transition. I wanted to go puke in the bathroom. It was absolutely disgusting how I felt, and I've always been extremely close with animals ever since I was born. I mean, growing up on a farm—that's all I had were my animals and siblings and 
uh, creating that bond, I never enjoyed eating meat or having any dairy products. The only dairy products I really grew up with were like cheese. And of course, cheese is like super addictive because the casein product in it. But um, yeah, we all transitioned. My sister was pescatarian at first, and then she transitioned after a month into being vegan. And my brother just recently turned vegan. So bless the gods for that. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So that, so that was really it. Just that after seeing what the health, that's what influenced you to make that switch. Yeah, absolutely. It was, I was already educating myself through all the activists on Instagram and I was still very much so in denial and I just wanted to forget about it, not look at it saying that, oh, it'll die out. And, um, then realizing the six years of being vegan, I have felt immensely more connected and grounded within my own being, um, the world around me, people around me and my animals and my family. I've gotten so much closer to them just being vegan. Wow. That's, that's so awesome. That that's, it's funny because we have a, my story is actually very similar to yours in terms of the influence of what led me to going vegan. I've always been an animal lover like yourself. I didn't grow up on a farm, but I've grew up with a lot of pets. I mean, at one point we had five cats, a dog. Right now I have two dogs and one cat, but we had, I had a, I had two geckos. We had a ton of fish. Like, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a madhouse. but I always loved animals, but I never really made that connection that what I was eating when I was eating chicken and steak and turkey and ham and and that all of that came from an animal even though i knew it came from a chicken or a cow or a turkey or a pig i just never made that connection and plus we're fed through our lives like we're not actually like the food itself is not named the animal it's ham it's uh beef it's it's tenderloin it's not um cow or chicken well well, it is chicken, but yeah. I'm meaning like a pig or it's not actually associating the animal most of the time. We're disassociating it. And then we're always being fed information that, oh, it's healthy for you. Oh, as long as it's killed humanely, when there's no such thing as humane killing, when the person who's getting killed doesn't want to die. Exactly. And, and a lot of people, and I once did it myself, know what the definition of humane was. I just thought it was, oh, okay, humane. It, it means doing something in a good way, I guess. But really what humane means is is having compassion or benevolence. Kindness. There's really no way that you can compassionately take the life of another living being that doesn't want its life taken. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know, just really once I connected with that, that's when I ultimately went vegan. But when I gave up eating meat was after seeing what the health I saw that and I'd already been slowly cutting back on my meat consumption. But after I saw what the health, that's when I vowed to never eat meat again. And I went pescatarian more like your sister first for a little, for a little bit longer of a period because I was so influenced by the whole, that just, that just whole bro mindset of you need meat and animal products, the macho man, you can only build muscle if you real men eat meat. Exactly. And that trying to just dispel that in my mind and break it down. And I had already been following different vegan activists and bodybuilders, just a few, a handful on Instagram and 
uh, Namai Delgado was, was, is one of them. I'm still following him. And I was just amazed that he was not, he hasn't eaten meat ever. He's been vegetarian his whole life. And I, that just seeing that and continuing my education and awareness, that's when I ultimately went, went vegan and I haven't looked back since, but so you said you feel, you feel so much better now that you've gone vegan. So like, what, what's the difference that you feel in your health since going plant-based? Well, when I wasn't vegan as a non-vegan, I didn't supplement in my diet well anyways. I just, well, I was already basically eating vegetarian um, because again, I didn't like eating meat and my parents were very accommodating of that. I usually had a lot of tofu substitutes, for instance, the brand UVs. I had a lot of like the tofu hot dogs, deli slice, things like that to supplement in my diet instead of like having chicken or fish. But there still was that kind of pressure um, of wanting to have that in that family where you're surrounded by everyone else eating meat or everyone else having dairy products. And uh, growing up, I didn't really take any vitamins. I thought, oh, it's just my food. I'll just get it from my food. And I was the carb queen and still am. <laughs> Love my goddamn carbs. Rice, noodles, hell, all the way. And um, when I went over to veganism, I yes, I started taking care of myself more because it almost mattered more. After watching What the Health and I started really getting into my bodybuilding the moment I became vegan because I wanted to make a switch in myself. I wanted to make a switch in my physical and internal appearance almost to, I wanted to change my being because at the time I was going through a lot of struggles coming out of uh, the school system and doing online courses and everything. I I was struggling with um. I was anorexic for a long period of time in school, and then I fluctuated weight back and forth. There's a lot of body and self-hate there. So when I got out of school, did my online courses, and um, wanted to just take a break off, I, I went to veganism, and then I was like, you know what? I'm changing everything. I supplemented, um, but at first I didn't know what to supplement. Um, I know I was always being told B12, B12, you're right. going to be lacking deficiency, <laughs> all that bullshit. Yeah, but the funny thing about that is one in six meat eaters are B12 deficient themselves. Yeah, so like non-vegans and vegans can sometimes get supplemented with a B12 because, I mean, B12 is actually just in the dirt or in the root. comes from the bacteria. Actually, it's the bacteria, but uh, people don't realize that. They think it's from the animals <laughs> when really the animals are also getting supplemented that from the pharmaceutical companies that support the meat industry. But it still is, when I went in, I was actually iron deficient and I fainted at this really? nail salon one time it was absolutely terrifying and I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh I'm dying but as a female as well with the menstrual cycle you need to be supplementing iron no matter what you're not going to ever get enough iron on a non-vegan diet to a vegan diet for females if you're going to have a constant blood flow so that's a natural thing that we need to understand as well as females but uh, I started supplementing and then I started really bodybuilding, taking care of myself and my body. Um, it changed my mental state. I felt so much healthier, so much better. Becoming vegan, um, I always had this fatigue as a non-vegan. I always felt super tired. I was lazy. And then when I went into veganism, I was just energized. I felt so, so good. And it, almost like this weight had been lifted off my shoulders because 
I mean, there is a guilt. There is a guilt and a feeling of you knowing what you're eating. And with yeah. that guilt, it, it's a heavy weight on your shoulders. And once that's lifted off, you're like, oh, now I feel amazing. I'm not contributing to any violence or abuse. And that was just for me personally. And then I just, I grew and I felt better. I changed my whole exterior image as well as my internal image with my soul and grounding. I started doing yoga and meditation and I just, I felt whole. So. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's again, it's pretty similar to, to myself as well. Uh, I really started picking up yoga and meditation a lot more once I became a vegan, but I too felt and I still feel so spiritually aligned now that I'm vegan. And I remember because it was the summer of 2017 that I had slowly started cutting back my meat consumption. And I saw What the Health later that year in November of 2017. And during the summer, I remember being at this corn maze and they had this little petting area and they had a couple farm animals there and they had a baby calf and I remember sitting next to the baby calf and petting it and I had a moment where I just we locked eyes and I I really felt like I could see into its soul and I remember thinking to myself wow how could I ever eat you I I just it I it was it was just that one moment there where I was like, I, I can't believe I've not been connected to these creatures for so long. I've been so disconnected. And that's when I stopped eating red meat. But again, it was like so hard for me because I had to break down that macho man mindset that I had been ingrained and conditioned into my mind for my whole life of needing meat and animal protein to build muscle. But then, you know, once I saw what the hell, that's when I, that's when I just, I, I cut everything out. And I remember the last time that I bought grilled chicken, I was in the store and I was having a moral debate over it. I actually, I picked up the package, put it in the cart, started walking away, took it out of the cart, brought it back. And I debated like for a good two or three minutes of whether I, or not I should buy this. I ultimately ended up buying it and I remember eating it and not really even enjoying it that much. And then it was not long after that I just gave up meat. Yeah. And then it, it's that whole idea where it's like, you'll feel better because you're no longer, um, well, first off, you're aligning your belief systems and your morals to your physical actions. Exactly. And once you have that aligned, your body is like whole almost. Well, I felt whole because I was believing in my truth. And what I had always genuinely believed as an animal lover and having two dogs and two cats and living on a farm with so many animals around me, I was now aligning my belief system um, with my physical actions. And same with you. You seeing that calf, you aligned your belief system to your physical actions, knowing that what you were going to be doing was giving that knife to someone else to stab that calf instead yeah. of instead of you doing it which exactly. in the end game you're doing it you're spending your money you're producing this violence because your dollar says more to your mindset and it's funny because i used to never eat veal because <laughs> i learned about what happened to the calves how they were just locked in a box 
stood there for four months and then they were killed. And I always thought that was so wrong. But I would be saying that while I'm ordering a steak or a burger as if it's okay to do that to an adult cow. It's not, you know, one life is not worth more than the other, no matter how old the creature is and no matter what type of creature it is. And we're, we're creatures, we're animals at the end of the day. We have more complex thought as humans with our brains, but we are still animals nonetheless. And we deserve the right to life as do all of the other animals on this earth. They deserve an equal right to life like us. Well, yeah, who are we to choose? Honestly, we are not. We, we're not God. We, we don't decide that. We don't decide that it's okay to take one life and not another. And that is speciesism. For instance, you saying that um, you never felt you should kill the babies when um, the, you're killing the adult ca- a cow, sorry, the adult cows. And a lot of the time, the babies are coming from the mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just cows. They're from the dairy industry. Yeah, the dairy industry, pulling that in because the calves are coming from like a soul, a mother. And being a feminist, I believe that we should be supporting all women. And that is every species of women. So um, the milk that you are like um, taking into your body is milk for a baby as a mother, a human mother would feed their child as a baby. So if you're supporting the dairy industry or even the meat industry, because once that mother no longer can produce milk and uterus is drowned up, stuff like that, they will kill that adult cow just for your meat consumption as well. So when it comes into the dairy industry, being a feminist, I am supporting a mother having her calf being taken away to get slaughtered and killed. And we're utilizing her milk. What about if human mothers were put up to a system like that and bleeding and having uterus infections and just in agony and pain crying for their child? It's the exact same thing. And then, and then when people say, Oh, I'm just having cheese or I'm just having some milk or it's not the same because it's not a dead meat, sorry, corpse, but it is because it's all going to be going to the same place, the slaughterhouse. And you're supporting the industry that supports violence and abuse to women technically. Yeah, no, that's, you said it. I mean, that's exactly right. And on top of that, the cows are, artificially inseminated, raped, you know, they're not choosing to be impregnated, which means they have to be raped by the farmer. But unfortunately, and I I, I like to approach everything from a very empathetic and understanding standpoint, because I think about myself and my own journey. And I was once very blind to all of this. And so when I speak on this, topic with other people, I don't look down at other people. And I know there's that bad rap that a lot of vegans get because <laughs> right, the angry vegans, but really like deep down, it's, it's understanding one, where they're coming from. They're coming from a place of compassion and empathy. Unfortunately, some people lose sight of that when speaking with other people, but I try to come from that place of compassion and empathy because just so much of our society, the majority of our society is very unaware because that's how the animal agriculture industry wants it. They, wants us to, they want us to be 
kept in the dark about the truth behind their evil practices so that we continue to spend our money, as you said, and can, can continue consuming their products, which are addicting. And which is the biggest founder in that is the pharmaceutical companies. They yeah. and the advertising companies with that. Yeah. 80% of the antibiotics produced in the United States are sold to the animal agriculture industry because there's over 450 known drugs to be administered to the animals. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, an, it's, an, it's you, know, the, you know the saying, the root of all evil? Yeah. It very much applies here because it's just money is the root of all evil and that's what everything is driven by with the animal agriculture industry. We're exploiting these beautiful creatures for profit and it's, it's all based on money mm-hmm. it's all based on money and you decide what you want to do with your dollar do you want to support to something that's healing our earth or healing yourself or saving a life or abusing our earth killing a life and slowly killing yourself there's a lot of toss-ups and i mean i was in the same place i wasn't healthy i i once ate meat i once thought and i was consuming dairy and i thought all the vegan stuff was bogus and climate change is stupid and it's a hoax and it's not. And then when you realize that just something switches in your brain. And I think it's those slow steps that people just need to take slow education because in the end, knowledge is power with no matter anything we do learn, like ask people about it who are vegan, who are transitioning, um, look into documentaries, what the health, game changers, cowspiracy, dominion, um, read articles, watch podcasts, because knowledge is power in everything. Do you want to trust your own opinion or someone you don't even know who's speaking on the television, who's been paid off? Exactly, exactly. And, and by us promoting veganism, the only thing that we have to gain is just speaking our truth. Speaking our truth. That's really it. I'm not I'm not being paid to promote veganism, right? I, I'm I'm and neither you know, neither are you. It's just we 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 come from this place because we're thinking of things that are so much bigger than ourselves. We're thinking of other living creatures. We're literally talking about life and death here. And these beautiful creatures, like we said already, they deserve the right to life, as do we. Yeah, and bringing it back, for instance, when I went vegan, I didn't necessarily um, do it to the animals right away. I did it for health reasons because mm. I watched the health. So, but even going back to that, after going to the gym being vegan, I realized that people always say that you can't build muscle, exactly. you lose stamina, you're going to be protein deficient. I literally became a machine and I didn't work out before as much. Like I did marathons, I did CrossFit races, um, but I never, I always lacked the stamina. I always um, got super tired very fast. I didn't like going to the gym because I felt shitty afterwards because I didn't have the proper food in my system to run my body to be able to work efficiently in the gym. So when I became vegan, my body, I was a machine. I was able to lift, I was deadlifting my, like my weight and above my weight at the time I was 115 pounds and I was lifting 130 deadlifts. And that's so awesome that I could even do that starting to bodybuild. And I was so impressed with myself because I was super skinny before. And so one of the reasons I wanted to start bodybuilding was because I wanted to build my arms and stuff. And 
that's been an amazing process. Like I've lifted more, gotten stronger, and you just can keep going and going and pushing your body because you're going to be fueling it with food that's not poisoning it, but rather fueling it with so that it flourishes. Yeah, amazing healthy carbs and antioxidants and nutrients and vitamins. That is what veggies are. That's so. yeah. No, and I I feel the exact same way. I feel like my my energy levels, my endurance has increased so much. And I used to eat so much meat before and my energy levels were high. I've always been an athletic person, but just for me, it was, it was the health. It was really everything. It was the health. It was the animals. It was the environment. My dad passed of cancer four years ago and he had an invasive gastrointestinal disease and he was the epitome. He was 55 when he had passed. And he was the epitome of a healthy adult, a healthy middle-aged man. I mean, he lifted weights three to four times a week, ran five to six miles a clip, probably another three to four or five days a week. He never, you know, he rarely drank alcohol, maybe on the weekends, never ate fast food, didn't drink soda, had a salad almost every night for dinner, had two pieces of fruit every day with lunch, didn't do drugs, and my parents had quit smoking before I was born. And he still died of an invasive gastrointestinal disease. And what has been shown to be highly correlated with causing cancers of the colon and the, of gastrointestinal cancers is consumption of red and processed meat. And one of my dad's favorite meals was a steak sirloin cooked medium rare. We went out to dinner once a week as a family, and we probably ate on average red meat two to three times a week, you know, whether it be having burgers or steak or meatloaf uh, at home, or then going out for dinner and getting more steak or burgers or whatever else. It was always meat was the centerpiece of the meal, always constant animal products. And I, it just didn't make it just, and it's, it didn't make sense to me how he could be so healthy, but have this disease that just consumed, but had, you know, have died of this disease that just consumed his body. And yeah, that's that, that, you know, that was really big. That's, that's, that was really big for me in terms of health. And I just know that since going vegan, I feel, I feel amazing. All my numbers, my cholesterol is down. My um, LDLs are way down. Triglycerides are way down. My HDLs, the good cholesterol is way up above average. It's, I just feel amazing every day. That's so, that's so, yeah. I mean, that's really difficult. That's a, it's a hard thing to go through, but now that you realize the transition being vegan and gaining this knowledge of one of the reasons that your dad had that it's you can now spread that message to the world maybe it wasn't the positive experience that you had with it then but now you can spread a message to maybe save other people which yeah. is even more beautiful exactly person. Mm -hmm. i appreciate it thank you yeah but i that exactly and and just using my story and using my dad's story to help other people because I, and I've seen so many, and I know you've seen yourself, so many people having cancer, stage three, stage four, out of options, 
And then their final thing is, you know what? I'm going to give veganism a try. And they literally cure themselves. And they'll be on death prognosis of four to, you know, four weeks, couple months. And then they go vegan and they're living and they, all the cancer disappears. It's, it's amazing. I, yeah, all the stories have been wonderful. But I mean, the biggest thing with it is that just try it. Exactly. Like, it's not like you can't guarantee a product, but maybe just try it and figure it out for yourself. Because that's, you never want to be pushing on beliefs towards another person, but you want to be speaking and living your own message. Exactly. So like, for instance, my vegan activism, I would be showing imagery and um, podcasts like this and speeches and I'm going to be doing some more controversial music where I'll be speaking like words of I guess government issues um, political matters but through song Mm -hmm. so I'm going to be coming out with that but just those little things and promoting that with veganism living your lifestyle promoting what is your lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, living by example is extremely extremely powerful exactly i love those words living by example just set the set the example mm-hmm. that's that's uh that's one thing my dad would always say himself he, he always he always taught me to you know do the right thing do the ethical thing myself and my my brother do the do what's right do what's ethical what's morally right and veganism for me is 100% morally right and I love it and then I get to I get to just live my life and help other people and it's awesome to see you just get to live your life and help other people and just your positivity and your energy it's infectious so this is a great time to segue into our creative segment our growth spurts and growing pains where we talk about one growth spurt that you've been having recently, an area of your life that you're proud of, that you've grown in. This can be anything regarding your health, mental, mental, physical, spiritual, fitness, personal, or professional life. And then we also touch on a growing pain, an area that you're still trying to get better with, again, regarding your health, fitness, personal, or professional life. So we'll start right at the top with a recent growth spurt that you're proud of. Well, um, current, I'm actually quite proud of a lot of things I've done recently. Um, I've been really more than ever, I felt extremely grounded with myself, what I want to do with my life, where I want to go. And I've been making huge strides. For instance, I just did, um, well, a collaboration commercial with, um, spud.ca and it's a vegan and non-vegan, but I promoted the vegan um, grocery delivery service program. And that was extremely fun. I really look forward to posting it. And uh, probably when this video comes out, it will be posted. Uh, Just just those little steps into my career, I'm moving for um, the musician side more of it. So I'm actually performing at a Penticton Veg Fest. And I'm going to be singing songs that relate to the vegan area a little bit. So I'm doing A Change Will Come from Sam Cooke and just some really amazing songs. And uh, I'm very grateful for all these opportunities that are coming my way. And uh, for many, many more setting intentions and living 
with positive energy, sending energy out into the universe and receiving. It's It's been a really long journey of pain and sorrow and sadness, but of course it has to be in that sense to be able to get where you are with yourself and your soul. So That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Again, congratulations <laughs> with that. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And you said it exactly. And this is something that I always like to say, be the energy that you want to attract, put out into the universe what you want to come back to you. And it's amazing, absolutely amazing how much it really does come full circle. when You just put that positive energy out. And whatever your intentions are, if you want to get on that commercial, then go get on that commercial. If you want to land that job, then go land that job, you know, yes. whatever it is. Um, no, no, do it for you. You got to go put yourself out there. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So then on the opposite end, what's a growing pain that you are currently having? That's something that you're uh, still trying to get that way. Well, being grounded within myself for the growth positive side. I do struggle immensely with perfectionism. Likewise. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of people deal with that if they're high achievers, for instance. I've always been a very high achiever. I was always, when I was growing up, always wanting to build on another instrument. So I began playing seven instruments. And I felt like I always needed to play more, do more, be better at school. Um, Like, for instance, I went into online courses for forensics pathology uh, working in the morgue, and um, I was just always wanting to overachieve, overachieve, and then recently, I'm like, I need to throw that perfection out the window, because it's it's failing me in the end, I'm never happy with what I do, I'm always feeling like there has to be more, never living in the present moment, being in bliss, I always have to think towards the future, mm. uh, and that's taking yourself out of that mentality, and living in the moment, especially if you're a musician, for instance, I play the violin, and you cannot be a perfectionist playing no, the violin. not at all. Because uh, you make one move, and it will sound horrible. And then if you just keep playing worse notes, you'll get angry, and then you won't be able to play. <laughs> It'll just get getting bad and bad and bad, and you won't improve at all. So you just need to appreciate your mistakes, appreciate... Yeah, like appreciate your present because when I was singing before, I had a competition that was going up. It was um, Okanagan's Got Talent. And I was, when I was singing at home, practicing my vocals, I wasn't living in the moment. I was living in what was going to be. Like, oh, I was thinking about all the technicality of the song. What's my next note I'm going to hit? What's this line that I'm going to say? And I wasn't feeling what I was saying or singing. Right. But when you bring yourself back and just listen to yourself and not care about what's the end goal, just be in that moment and live in your song, live in your music. And that can be associated to anything you like. Live in that moment, be present and listen to what you're saying. It's just so much better. And that's definitely something I'm working on is that perfection. Yeah. And it's be ever growing. Yeah. It's an ever growing challenge to overcome. Yeah. I definitely connect with you. I played football. I played multiple sports growing up, but I played football the longest starting when I was seven all the way through um, my final season in college, my senior year in college. And I just think back to the games that I didn't really perform that well in. I was up in my head. I was thinking about, oh, I, this is what's my assignment. 
not that I didn't know my assignment, I did know my assignment, but always trying to make sure that I got it done perfectly. You know, I was in this spot, I made that tackle, I, whatever it is. But then the games that I just didn't care about, okay, if I mess up, whatever. Yeah. It's what I'm playing a game. At the end of the day, I'm playing a game and the games that I just let go of that perfectionism and just played and reacted and lived in the moment. Those are the games that were my best. And that's still though, like you, like you said, it's, that would definitely be one of my growing pains as well. It's just an ongoing thing. I noticed that with my own, my, my own life currently, like my business trying to make sure that everything is exactly perfect, perfect. But, I, That's perfect. <laughs> but I realized that done is better than perfect although it's going to be damn near close to perfect as long as I can get it done um, get perfect anyways like right. geez, what are these high standards that we put on ourselves exactly exactly <laughs> Yeah. But no, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. It was so great to talk with you today. It was lovely speaking with you too. I can't, yeah, and I'm looking forward to to the next time that we that we connect, you know. Absolutely. Many more to come. Even on my podcast, maybe that you will join. Yeah, when is your podcast? When's that coming out? Uh I first need to get a setup. So I want to make it all all pretty. I'm going to have like a little sitting area and I'm also going to get uh, my partner. Get that perfectionism. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to get a little sitting area where I'm able to also project like a camera. For instance, if we're doing a face call, you'll just be on the side of me. So everyone, awesome. can see. Uh, my partner is going to help me with that. Who's also vegan. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's uh, yeah, just another, another thing to add onto the table. And uh, same with you, bodybuilding, vegan activism, podcast. It's always spreading more and more. So I love it. I'm looking forward to, to when it comes out and to, to being a guest on your show. Absolutely. Plan Strength Radio is hosted by Bobby Lynch, produced and edited by Kiwan Harrison. Special thanks to our guest, Anna Rose Queen. If you would like to hear more podcasts like this, please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be streamed. To learn more about Plant Strength, the company behind this podcast, please visit www.plantstrengthperformance.com or follow us on social media at Plant Strength Performance. Plant Strength, sustainability for mind, body, soul, and the environment. Thank you for listening.